Hello everyone, welcome to another episode on Hearthstone Pods. Today I'll be giving us an update about the NBA playoffs. I have talked about it in the past. I talked about how these um, some, some of these teams that I think would not go far and actually did, did not go far. And also be offering my suggestions about the the the, the teams that are in-house right now and you know, who's gonna come out of the east and west. But more importantly, I'll be looking, I'll be zeroing in uh, on some of these teams and their so-called star players, and I'll be and I'll bring my own suggestions as to what the, the those teams front office should be doing or they should do. I am a son, and this is Hasto Buds. All right, quick one. So, what do we know about? The teams that have gone so far i mean many things has gone i mean we have we are in the we are we are towards the conference finals of both conferences so only that um clippers still struggling with the denver but let me start by talking about the philadelphia sixers i think they are a very interesting story well they've gone ahead to fire their head coach okay a lot of people have a calling for them to fire the head coach people like Stephen a smith and the rest of those guys at the media but I, I honestly think that the problem with this team is that um, the, we have a big superstar player or imagine superstar player in Joel Embiid that is overhyped, just like Zion Williams. I think Zion Williams is overhyped. I think Zion Williams is, we also have to work hard on some of these core skills because at the, at the end of the day, it, basketball is not just about jumping or having a big body. You know, Michael Jr. can jump and can defend, but Michael Jr. was great generally a great player you know so same as kobe same as those great players i mean the the body of work that it puts in that it puts in um, puts in place that they have that they put together is so is so amazing you, you cannot just say lebron is a great passer or is a great it drives is a great driver to the basket you just have to factor in the fact that he knows how to control the tempo of the game he has yeah he, he has an understanding of how basketball should be played you know you have to also put in the in, put in context that he has a sweet ball handles i mean i would his, his handles skills is, is is really good for a man of his own of his height you know so there are many things you have to put into consideration so it's just not about jumping about um about defending no about no you, you have to be good real real good because basketball the nba basketball i've said this before is one of the most competitive um leagues in the world it's really really competitive and and you have no time to be having errors and errors and errors you have to always improve your game you see great players like kevin durant saying that they are always working on their game trying to get better so who are you so this is i'm saying this with regards to joel Embiid, really because joel Embiid, uh you know we all can see that he's talented yes He's got the eyes, he's got the charisma, he's got everything really. He's really talented. But what what doesn't have is that his work ethic is highly questionable. He has to work better in terms of staying in shape, you know, in good shape. You know, he has to work a lot better in terms of figuring out how to actually lift the team. Maybe it's through his defensive work or maybe it's through his offensive um, actions. And I also, th- I also think that Joel Embiid as a player, um, he, you know, he cannot settle for okay. I'm great. I'm chilling. No, 
if that was how people were doing it, the likes of um, Kobe, LeBron, Michael, Michael, and the rest of them, even T- um, um, uh, what's his name, Vince Carter, they would not be great players today. So you have to understand that this game of basketball is, a, is highly competitive and nothing is guaranteed, at least. You know, so I think Joel Embiid is a real problem. And if I was the front office of that team, I'm looking at trading Joel Embiid. Um, but the problem is that Ben Simmons himself is uh, is uh, is he's becoming prone to injuries now, and that is a problem. But I can tell you, Ben Simmons is a better, a much more better fit. They can build a team around than Joel Embiid, because because Ben Simmons will not pout if he misses a shot. He's going to run back to defend. Ben Simmons, we can handle the ball better. It's a better um, um offensive player in terms of like his passing skills. Ben Simmons can block shots and he can also you know do some damage in the paint. Joel Embiid is just really really good defensively because he's a big massive body. But Ben Simmons is no joke either. He's six ten for crying out loud. So I figure that that's what they should do. Joel Embiid, those these guys is just overrated. It's overhyped and and I think. It's about time that this team should start moving away or moving on from from Joel Embiid. But watch this: they will not move on from Joel Embiid, and they will keep going, running into the same problem season after season. You have to identify the problem. The problem is not as much as you want to blame the team. You can blame the coach, but I think the problem is that the front office did not draft talented players. They were just drafting players on hype and oh he's tall, he's, he has good records, good numbers in, in the college and all those things. No, God, you have to have an eye for talent. You must have an eye for talent, and for people to have high character, people to have a a sense of showing great work ethic. You see, nobody say anything about Jason Tatum because he's willing to learn and and you know work his way to the top. Some players think they are they got it, you know, because they've been they've been um you know. They've been spoiled because they have because of their apparent talent. No, you don't get it. Because LeBron, as good as he is, is worth over three hundred million dollars. He's still balling out on a nightly basis. We have Camelo Anthony saying that he still want to walk, play in the league and still get better. It is I guess I've accomplished something. <laughs> what have you accomplished, these young players? And that's why this thing cannot go. I said it that. Philadelphia success will not go over because there's no Ben Simmons. If Joel Embiid had had other injury and does Ben Simmons do have at least won a series, that's my opinion. Now moving on to the next one, I, I want to start from the East now. <laughs> like the next one is of course Milwaukee Bucks. Did I not say it? They cannot go far. They're not gonna do much. Why? Because their their star player is not a star player. <laughs> See. This guy can run, can jump, is tall, can defend, and all of that. But at the end of the day, there are some basic skills that they are like surviving skills in the NBA you must have. You see, again, everybody that listens to my story and knows, knows, knows that I'm not a big fan of LeBron James, but that's because I just don't like the way people suck up to him. I believe that we give him too much credit than, than he deserves and I think that most often times the player that the, his team that he plays with because of LeBron it kind of like kind of like um, it does not make other players shine if, if you know what I mean but I will never ever in my life say that he's not talented or he's not great because that is not the case with LeBron James I'm just not a big fan of his that's all but now I'll go back to his analogy again you see um, when in case of um 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think the thing is that, like I said, he can jump, he can run, he can, um, he's really, really athletic. He can defend at the, at the, at the very elite level. But the problem with him is, is not just that. The problem is that, just like LeBron James, you must have a go-to move to be a leader of a franchise. LeBron just has this fadeaway jump shot that is as sweet, if not sweeter than that of Michael Jordan's. You must have a kind of move that will, that will be like, okay, I got this right here, this ball, in the, in, in, right here where I want the ball. I'm going to do this move, catch it, beat me if you can, like defend it. Let me see if you can stop me. Stop me if you can. He doesn't have the move. He, he, all, all he knows is to open, um, an open floor, bounce, dribble the ball maybe two, two to three times, or you know, and do the hero step. That is not going to cut it in the NBA playoffs when teams are going to map out strategies just for you, you or just you alone. You see what happened to him when it went down and when um Chris 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 um Middleton had to take over in the in, in the in the game that they were supposed to sweep them in the game four because the team was they were not planning for Chris Middleton so because so Chris Middleton went off but what happened in game five they took off Chris Chris Middleton like no no this is not you now because they've zeroed in on Yanis and this is the thing that I've been talking about for a while that you cannot just have that bully move it's not gonna cut it man it's not going to cut it because we have a lot of big strong players in the nba this is a men's league you gotta have a kind of move that is is like okay i got this move right here like you said like dream shake by um from akimola juan you have some of these kobe moves the fadeaways you have you know you have the tim duncan's um of the backboard moves. you have to have a move that this move is gonna separate you your separation move you know, you have Kevin Durant with his with his pull up jump shot. He's not shooting threes. He's gonna shoot up that pull up jump shot. No, one time, two time dribble, bam, bam. He shoots the 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 ball. That's what you got. You, you must have that move that nobody can defend. Cause six Kevin Durant at six eleven or seven feet, he can just shoot over anybody. Literally in the NBA, you must and he knows that he got enough accuracy that the ball's gonna be border. You gotta have a move. And that's what I talked about, um, Giannis. And in my opinion, I think the team should start looking at, I wouldn't want them to, first of all, they should, they should keep in mind that Giannis cannot be their best player. They must find a player that will complement and be at the same level, if not better than Giannis, in terms of productivity. Now, Giannis' numbers is inflated because, you know, of his, they're giving the ball to grab the rebounds, but he has the ball in his hands. He's, no, they kind of have to, limit his moves, let him go and work on his his own sweet shot. Like Kawhi, Kawhi has that, that um, mid-range shot that is always automatic for him. Let him work on his game, but you cannot build the team around Yanis if you want to have success. But it's a good, it's a good, it's a good piece. It's a good number two option. In fact, it's a great number two option. But this guy has robbed the NBA, has blinded us by his athleticism, by his um, greatness on speed and strength, and he's going to win the second the MVP back to back, rightfully so, because his numbers are, re- are really amazing and they're high popping. But that numbers are inflated, just like Russell Westbrook's numbers. They don't reflect the real essence essence of his worth, and that's the problem. <laughs> he's not the guy. He's not the guy. You have to have a player that let's let's see. Anis has a player that is really good with his midri, like a, in, an elite wing, like. Um, maybe Jason Tatum or some of these elite wings that can really help him 
maybe maybe a young mellow, you know, some of these guys or, or this guy Murray that is killing them in, in Denver. Some of the elite wings that we can really really shoot and can create their own shots. That really help him to post up and get the get a nice um Harley hoop and all those things. They need to get a player that can that have those kind of skills. Chris Middleton is good, but he's not the one. That's the that's the thing. They they, 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 need, they must get a killer like Yanis, but we ball with a jump shot basically. That's that's my that's my number two. Oh, I'm going hard, man. It's okay. Now I want to talk about what team is there again that I think. Well, yes, let's talk about Toronto Raptors. Do you guys now see the reason why the world was not celebrating the Raptors? Yes, last year when they won the last season, last season when they won the championship, because they won the championship against the Broken Warriors team. You know, I mean, like Stephen Smith said, he believes, and I also believe, hundred percent that. Even without Kevin Durant, but with a healthy Clay Thompson, there's no way in hell that team will beat the Warriors. Look at with that Clay Thompson, it was a nail biter. <laughs> so, so we have to understand that this team is not good, and 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 they went as far as they went because last year they were playing way better. They had a motivated and and um, um inspired um, um Pascal Siakam. But remember, in this just is it eleven minutes that. Kevin Durant played against that guy. All the shots that Kevin Durant shot on him was going in. Because that's that he cannot guard Kevin Durant. And it's like, how much? Six, six, nine, six, eight. So, so that just tells something about his defensive ability. But that's, that's, that's for another day. The reason they went as far as they did was because, of course, they had Kawhi, Kawhi last season and they, and they had a very great, great point guard in him. Um, Carl Larry and of course the dog, big time dog in a van, Fred, Fred Van Fleet, and oh, their their bigs are really good too. But Pascal Siakam was just like that, um, like that flash in the pan kind of last season. We and he's not coming back to hurt, and he's not the guy. And if they're gonna call their whole team on Pascal Siakam, I'm just sorry for 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 the Raptors. And if they're gonna do that, they should just fire Masai because Masai does not know what he's doing. If you're gonna give this. This guy that is not the guy of that money for what you know so that's what happened to them they are not they are not uh they are not good and it's because like i said last season they are Carl um, larry i remember one of the reasons why i was upset at um what's his name again damar de rosa was because damar de rosa he had just one job every year you, you just get bounced by lebron james's team can you at least win a game? You got swept. And you gonna, and you gonna start pouting that why they're gonna trade you without letting you know. Bro, bro, because you are not good. And Damar Dursan is 20 times better than Pascal Siakam. And you wanna put your team on Pascal Siakam? This is what happened. This man is never calling for ball during the, during the series. And they're gonna say, oh, it's the, it's the venue. No, don't give us that. Bull crap! It's not the venue because you're not the only one playing in the venue. Other play, other teams are also playing in the venue. LeBron has said it that he really loves to see the, the the fans. That it gives him a lot of joy. But he's still playing amazingly even without the fans. So it's not an excuse. All right, you gotta have to zero. You are professionals. You are getting paid for this. You guys are making a whole lot of money for this. And I understand that we cannot really. I don't like to let's talk about the money because no matter how much the money sounds, I mean I play basketball just. Pick up basketball with some guys on the, and I know it's a very tough spot. You know, you get, you get some really, you get banged up real hard and, 
and I know and for those tall guys it's not easy so I'm not gonna say because you get paid for it but I'm gonna say that you're a professional so you gotta have to you know you know just deal with this thing while it's not permanent you know it's gonna be gone next year I believe so what am I saying is that Pascal Siakam has shown that he's not the guy because he was not calling for the ball it was helping them defensively a little, but it was not. It was giving them nothing offensively, like literally. Just Jason, Jason um, Jalen Brown could guard him. Marcus Smart could guard him. These are guys that that is taller than. And I did not see any improvements in these games because this is this, this is the time you have played against the Celtics. That honestly, they, uh, they um, they kind of matches up with you, and because you are taller. And because your numbers and that of Jason Tatum's number was similar, this is something you should first to go. It should be, it should be head to head now. You and Tatum was better. You should not run it from the challenge. But apparently, even though Tatum's number was not really great in this series, I mean Pascal just actually sucked all the way. He sucked so bad, and they lost not because Kalari did not ball out or or he was not a good leader, not because Fred Van Fleet did not shoot the. The three shots, the, the three points were all because even uh, power did not play well. They all played their games, their bigs did their thing. But the guy that they anchored this team on completely, utterly failed them. The whole of seven games, this guy was nowhere to be found. And you know, yeah, you're gonna hear Kendrick Perkins start louding, uh, say, Oh, Pascal, um, spicy peeps, oh, spice, you're not spicy nothing, bro. You, you just suck. I'm telling you, and I don't understand. How a, a guy come from Africa with with all that talent, with all that greatness, with all the expectations, and you have a platform where you have a GM that is actually, you know, wanting you to be to be to be better. I mean, just don't don't don't. First of all, I think they made a big mistake because everybody could see even last year that this guy should not be the leader of a team. It should, it should not even be the second option. It should be the third or fourth option on a team. And the fact that they put that team on his on his back. Is a, is, is a really big mistake and I don't know what uh, Masao Jiri was thinking to anchor this team on Pascal Siakam's back but it's, it's a wrong move and now they, I think they know now they don't know before so I see that already in this whole thing and I think Pascal Siakam is the reason why they lost this series not because everything went well they were well coached they were well led on on, on the floor by um, Kyle Lowry they had, they had bigs that they were still blocking blocking shots so they had everything going Pascal had nothing going for them, offensively and even defensively, and it's a shame that he had that 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 um is is touted to be the next best thing, but because he, he did not do nothing for these people, all right. So now I think I've covered the three teams that I think on the Eastern Conference, and what do I think for them, for the Toronto Raptors? I think uh, everything you know when you lose when you lose like this in the playoffs, you know you want to you want to hit the reset button, you want to you want to um. So I think if they cannot trade him, I think first of all the team, the, the Raptors team, should they, they, the management should look inwards and see what they can do. Check those guys their age and first of all, Pascal is not the guy, so they should start moving away from Pascal Siakam. First things first, if you have to renew a contract, they should not give any renewal or anything. If they can trade, they should trade him. If they are not gonna trade him, uh, they should not make him their number one or number two option. He's not the guy. Plain and simple, Pascal is not. And would never be the guy. He's a good piece. He has a good model to run. To yeah, he has the energy, but he's not the guy. I'm telling you, he's not the guy. You cannot put the team on him. So that's the thing they gotta have to work on. Uh, but I think they should get a they should get a, a player, 
maybe by through the draft or whatever that will really help them offensively because we know that Pascal's not the guy, neither is Ojanunobi. You know, those are just good role players. But they need to get a, they need to get their first starting lineup that is elite, that is good. They have they must have a good wing that can shoot and dribble the ball. They need that. And Pascal has proven that he's not the one. Now I'm t- that will take me to my next point, which is uh which team again is there. Of course, and now you see now that um the team in the final is uh Miami Eats, right? Miami Eats in the final. And they'll be playing the um, the Celtics, Boston Celtics. Now, Miami Heat is a very fun situation. I don't think Miami Heat is going to win the championship. But I think there will be a very tough out for any team. Uh, because of their spirit, they are, they are well coached. And they have some players that can actually that can really shoot from the perimeter. They can actually shoot you lights out. <laughs> there's, there's a guy called Aero on that team. It's nice. And other guys like that are really, really good. So, because if you think um, Jimmy Butler is a guy on that team, I don't think he is. Jimmy Butler knows he's not. He's not. He's just a real tough dog that can really ball out. But he's not the. It can. If you want for any for anything that wants to make real noise in the playoffs and win the championship, I don't think Jimmy Butler is a guy that can actually lead you lead you to that. And I'm just saying, I don't think they can win with Jimmy Butler as the number one guy. Now, they might say Bam is an about one guy, but I don't know how Bam will play against players like um, um, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, so we shall see. But, but um, I think if this team, if this team, if this team wins, if I don't, I, I do, I do not think they will win. I think they will not win. But if they do, you will not credit, you will not give the credit to Jimmy Butler. You may say he's Jimmy Butler because he's the most celebrated player amongst the in the whole team, but you can tell that this is definitely the coaches. Um, trophy because it's the coach is the the team looks like a team that is well coached to me they are really well coached that's what that, I'm talking about every every postra. uh but but let's never go far do I think they will beat Celtics I think I think it's gonna go at least at least seven at least six <laughs> and you know I, I think Celtics will beat them I think and this is the time for yes I think Celtics will beat them I think so I I I I expect Celtics to beat them, but with this team, this um Miami team, they are they, they are no joke, really. They are no joke at all. But I, I expect Celtics to beat the Miami Heat. I expect because why? I feel like Celtics have some players that are are money. I'm talking about Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. These guys are money. They they know how to play basketball like crazy. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown can just go off and just give it some quick. 12 points in like two minutes. Bobo, whoa, this guy is crazy. And he can also defend at an elite level. So he's gonna be doing the defensive work against um uh Jimmy Butler and you know they'll have to figure out who's gonna get who just done with regarding. But I think maybe it's gonna be guarding Jay Crowder or something like that. But I think uh I expect the Celtics to beat this team because I just think that the level of talent that the Celtics have compared to that of um uh, of um, Miami Heat, I think the Celtics' talent is just a little bit better, and at the end of the day, you will see that they're gonna shine through. But if they again they win this series, is I will not say because the the Miami Heat is better than the Celtics. No, it's because the coach and the front office led by the um, great um, Pat Riley is doing a fantastic job in putting guys in position to succeed. That's what I that, that's uh, that's what I attribute the success of this team to. But I expect the Celtics to win them. In six, highest 
I think they should go seven games. But um, I think Celtics should win them. And if if Jason Tatum plays the way I expect him to play, because now, you know, I spe- I, I I don't see any reason why they should not beat them. But the Miami is not a is not a um, is one to beat at all. I mean, you can see they they nearly swept the <laughs> the so called best team in the league. Sure, they are not good. So I think um, I expect the Celtics to win, but because of just just on the level of talent that they have on that team. And and, and and like I said, Jim Butler, if you put Jim Butler and Jason Tatum, I would say Jimmy is really good, but I said Jim Jason Tatum is, is, tal- is more talented than Jimmy Butler. So I think for that reason, I expect them to win this series. Now let's go to the Western Conference. Okay, so now we know that the the Portland Trailblazers, they got to have to reshuffle or do something on that team. They are not the, they are not the guys. <laughs> uh, we also know that um, what team is there again? Uh, the the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, Chris Paul tried, but at the end of the day, this game, this game of basketball is a game of talent, and uh, and the, the Gallinari is not just a guy, you know. All these players, I don't know, they, are, they you know, they get, you gotta have a dog in you, man. You, you must be able to to not settle for the easy shot, but for the shot that is is most guaranteed to go in. But you must be ready, to, you must be ready to go in there and bang bodies and just. You know, get get to the paint, and Gallinari does not do that, and that's why they lost. If you ask me, because at the end of the day, Chris Paul did what what he was supposed to do. All right, then Shudder did what what he was supposed to do. Shudder, Alexander, his name right, is not the guy that to give him a lot of points. He's not. So he's, he's a good player, a very a whole rank, very good player, but he's not the kind of guy that's gonna give you many points. You know. So you don't so you don't get more than is in point from him. That's what you get from from Shigar. So who is the tallest guy on this team? Who is the the the, the wing of this team? Is is um Gallinari and he failed them. That's why they lost. So again, the talent level is not there. They don't have talent that can really come out from the bench and help Chris Paul out. So so I think that team should go in full rebuild. Re- re- all those Alexander and those other role players, they should be, I'm sorry, Gallinari should be traded away and get some really good pieces that's going to help this team. Chris Paul is now a liability because of his money, uh, but we can see that he can still play at the, at the very elite level. All they needed was, I look at their game, they couldn't get their shots up. Nobody could say, give me the ball, I'm breaking down one on one, I'll get my shots. Nobody on that team, not, not um, Gallinari because his hand is not, is not tight. That's a problem. So, so you can I, I expect Chris Paul at six feet or so to be taking those tough shots when you have a guy that's almost how, how much like maybe six ten or six eight in Gallinari and he cannot shoot a consistent shots. You're not a threat whatsoever, man. I don't know what you're doing in the NBA. So that's why they lost. Is is that guy Gallinari is a big guy that's supposed to be giving all the shots. If Gallery was averaging 25, 30 points in that series, I think they would have a chance because everything else was good. They are, they are well coached. They are they have a good leader on the floor in Chris Paul. And they have some really good defenders. All they, all they need to do was to have this guy show up. And these wings are not showing up. And that's why they lost. So they should trade them away. They should reshuffle that roster. They should do something about it. But, but I mean, Gallery got to go for sure. He's not the guy. Absolutely not. So which team is there again? Um, uh, Utah Jazz. Oh, sorry, Utah Jazz. Again, it's lack of talent. It's lack of talent because I mean, how how tall how, how tall do you guys think Donovan Mitchell is? 
He's out. He's out. He Maybe six one, six feet. He's not a tall guy for in basketball balance. No, but you expect him to come and give you maximum minutes every single night. And if which has graciously accepted that responsibility, it's hard, man. It's hard. And you're. I wish another number two guy, Rudy Gobert. Oh no, Rudy Gobert cannot give you all that point. You know, is you, you must be able to. Rudy Gobert cannot catch the ball. At the, at the, at the, at the uh, uh, you know, Jack can't catch the ball on top and just dunk it. He cannot really get the ball down low and break his player one on one. It's not, it's, it's not that, it's not on that level. So, what do you guys have next? You have, um, uh, Joe Ingles, you have, uh, Mike Conley. Uh, no, these guys are not good enough. They're not gonna cut it. So, then what happens is the talent. So, they need, they need, so right now, you can see all across the board. All these teams need elite wings, wings that can knock down jump shots. Nobody's asking you to shoot threes. Can you can you shoot your two on a consistent basis like Kawhi, like um like all these great players? Can you shoot twos on a consistent basis? Then we can have a, sh- a, a shot at at um, winning the championship. Because I mean, this man tried it. They went from three from three one. I wish somebody can just say they would just have a monster game and go off. Nobody could have a monster game. All you need was just to win one more game against Denver. Then you allow um, Jamal Murray to go off and win the, the winning three games. And now they, they, they would want the series. I mean, it, I mean, it, 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 look at that series. Um, uh, Nikola Jokic was being guarded by, um, what's his name? Rudy Gobert, right? That's what's going on. But, but Nikola Jokic had read more points. That would go back, and that's the that's the differential right there. Ginja Bigs to be able to give you points, a lot of points, and Jamal Murray is, is all time good. I mean, they have some really good players, but at the end of the day, that team also had lacks a, a legitimate wing that can give you at least 18, 20 points, 25 points per game, and that's what everything comes down to. Because, because um, Nikola Jokic is not your regular player; he's gonna do his own thing. He's very, very um, um, talented and wise, but it's not that it's, it's not the wing that can give you those shots that can knock down those two, like just take his man off the dribble. No, that's not Nikola Jokic. He's not even gonna try to do that. You need a player that can ball out and do that for you. And I think that's what killed that's what killed them in the next um, round. I mean, they are still playing right now because they are not they are not out yet. I mean, so I think that's what killed um, Utah Jazz. They 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 lack talent. And uh, and they have to learn to trust one another even uh, a lot more. They gotta have to look into that into that team. I think, in my opinion, you can keep Rudy for his defensive ability. You can keep um Mike. Um, can keep what's his name Donovan Mitchell. That's it. However, that player on that team is is I mean can go for like here. Yeah, you need to get a, an elite wing that be the one two punch. So you have you have Donovan doing his thing. You have the, the other guy doing his thing, and with the help of Rudy Gobert in the paint, they should be fine. They need to get an above-average wing, and there are, there are tons of players out there that can do that because they get that's what they got Jordan Clarkson. But apparently, Jordan Clarkson is not the guy either. You know, is 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 either too small or highly inaccurate and inefficient. So that's what has another problem with that series. But um, they need to get a a a elite wing that they can start the game with, and not Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is not the guy. That's what that's one of their problems. Now I'm take this one's going to take me to my next point. 
Ah, uh, and that is of course who's there again in the West? I'm trying to see who's there again. And, and their coaching is good. They just have to look work on those issues. But again, a player can actually give them a lot of points other than Donovan Mitchell because he's short and he can be you know guarded. Ah, uh, so I've talked about okay, sit down there. But talked about the Portland Trailblazers. Talked about um, okay, yeah, yeah. So. Yes, we're going to talk about Houston Rockets. But before I talk about Houston Rockets, I just want to say that, um, yes, thank you to all my fans out there listening to my podcast. I appreciate all of you. Uh, share the word, spread the word, let us grow this um, podcast. It's going to be really good. This is going to be, the, this is going to be the, the face of the modern media. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. In-depth analysis on issues that we kind of are familiar with. All right, back to what I'm saying. <laughs> I digress. Okay, so... The next one I think is uh uh yeah now I think the the uh, Clippers Denver series is gonna be a very interesting one because now the series is three two now right and Clippers are gonna come out tonight trying to knock them off and get get them get no this Denver team is not going nowhere and. Uh, and uh, I think at the end of the day, I expect the Clippers to win this series because if they do, it's going to be very interesting finals. It's going to be Lakers and Clippers. But you cannot just dismiss a team that just came back from in last week from three one literally, and they won and they won that series. Now they won the game of the their their last game. They can win another one tonight. You can never rule them out. No, you can't rule them out. They are a legitimate NBA team. And they got some dogs on that team. And once those guys start seeing the net go, without going to the net, then it becomes way bigger than you can ever imagine. I think tonight's game, I expect the Clippers to close them out. But I would not be surprised at all if um, Jonathan Murray and Nikola Jokic do a better job. But they... I mean, I think the um, Devon Nuggets just found a diamond in the dirt in um, Michael Porter Jr. And I think that's a difference maker. You see, I've been talking for past more than 30 minutes, right? The one common thing is that all of these teams lack a legitimate wing from the Philadelphia team to the Oklahoma, Star, uh, Oklahoma, Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder team. They all lack a legitimate wing. Because Philadelphia, they all they have is big ben, Julian Bede and big Ben Simmons. Uh, no legitimate, you know, true wing. Now, Denver Nuggets has that in Michael Porter Jr. And this guy is actually like 6'10". He's really, really tall. So when he jumps and shoot, you <laughs> can't guard it. Just pray that ball does not going going because if it does, you're in trouble. You can literally just pick the ball up and jump and shoot it and nobody can stop it. Now, that's the reason why they won that last game because because the, the kid called them out like, yo, you guys are not running place for me. I, I need to get the balls too. And I think it's right because I look at the way they play. It's, it's, it's a lot of a dribble, dribble handoff, like dribble, dribble handoff. Like, no, that is so predictable. They, they, I mean, the, the most continue to do a better job in terms of spreading the floor and looking for the open guy. And oftentimes, you should keep your mind on Michael Porter Jr. Because is most likely most most likely not gonna miss that miss that shot because he can dribble in 
want to dribble and sh- knock down a, a nice two. He's really, really good with his with his with his with his um with his um, jump shot. However, because he's good and he's because I think he's his second year, but it's like a rookie because he missed the first year. He must not be given the responsibility to show that the team. No, that's not his job. That's what Murray and um, Jokic and those guys should do. But I expect Grant, especially, to be setting some solid screens for that kid to go to work, especially when you need some buckets, because he's not scared of nobody. And because he's got that dog in him, and he's that accurate, and he's that tall, is that cheat? Is is your cheat code literally? If if the Clippers did this, but and now the Clippers got a problem now because this is the thing. We can now see that there's an, an emerging star in um, um, Michael Porter Jr. Now they have Jamal Murray, they have Nikola Jokic, and they have Jam, um, um, Michael, Michael Porter Jr. And they have other, some other nice key players, the Grants and all those guys. How would the Clippers now guard these guys? That's the problem. Because you cannot expect Paul and Kawhi to guard these guys. I know Kawhi has been amazing, Kawhi is phenomenal, literally. To guard these guys, I still give him a lot of points offensively. So how do you want to guard these guys? Because your play that they are running right now is that they are saying anybody can build us but Jamal. Yes, guess what guys? That dude right there, that rookie, is the next best thing. So if you're not guarding him the way your Azadias are guarding Jamal, it can actually knock you off. So if Jamal is giving you, say like 15, 15 um, 18 points, and that guy is giving you another 15, 18 point, and you probably know you guys are in trouble because everybody's gonna be giving you double digit points, and then how do you wanna close them out? Because as far as the Clippers is concerned, most of their offense comes from Kawhi and uh, Paul and maybe um, Montrezera and Sweet Lou. But a lot of these people, they have all this life that can actually shoot and they can go red hot, really, really hot. I am seeing an emerging superstar in um, Michael Porter Jr. He has to do a better job in defending because it's like they're picking on him on, on, on the defensive end of the of the floor. Once he can defend a little bit better, this guy, there's no stopping this dude. It's, it may be the next best thing. And it may be the reason why this Denver Nuggets team has a chance to win in this series. Because they have no answer to that guy. They have no answer. It, that right three shot is perfection. So how do you want to stop him? That's the question, and most importantly, how would the um, the offensive scheme of the Never Nuggets put him into their action? They must always run plays for him. The way they're running plays for Jokic and Jamal, they must always run plays for that kid because he can really help take this this series over. If they win tonight's game, and I think again they can win tonight's game because they've have now there's a there's a, there's a legit third option. In, in a Michael Porter Jr. and that is a problem for any team because now Jokic alone is a handful to deal with now with Jamal Jamal Murray can go crazy and I got that guy Michael Porter Jr. doing his own thing you ain't you ain't you ain't for a long long night trust me so that's what I see about that but I still expect the greatness of Kawhi um and the as expertise of Coach Doc Rivers and other guys to come to play because because literally the the Clippers have at least four options from Kawhi to Paul to um, uh, Lou Williams, Montrezaro, and they have a big zoo. Big zoo is doing an amazing job there. And they have Sharma and some of the, some of the other guys. And of course, they have um, the the Morris brothers, the real Morris brother that was playing for the New York Knicks. That guy is no joke. 
So you have some real dogs on that team that can really take over the game. But man, that kid is is a, is, a, is going to be a handful to deal with. I'm talking about uh, Michael Porter Jr. And if they put him in in the offensive scheme, they should have something to be, be happy about. Hopefully, it goes hard as as he has been doing. But they shouldn't let him be the focal point of the offense because it should just be like a decoy, you know. So that way, you, you, you are focusing on Jokic, but you can, but DJ just come from nowhere and just shoot that three or two or dunk on you, you know. They have to get him involved more, more often, more often. They have to do that, and I'm, and I'm happy that they did that last time, and and there was they had good good results because nobody was guarding this kid, and he's really good. <laughs> All right, so that takes me to. The Houston Rockets. Oh my God, Houston Rockets. Sorry, I feel so sorry for you guys. You guys was gonna be swept, but you guys won the first game and then you lost the next four games. Ooh. What's going on? So, I, I remember last season when um they said that um, Dream Green was like, when the reporter asked Dream Green, um, what do you think playing the same four again? Talking about Houston Rockets. And Jumon was like, oh, we're good, we're going to be there. Max 6, we're going to be there. And we're like, I can't be so sure. Because last time, we guys had to struggle to beat them in 7. Jumon was like, no, we're going to be there this time. They are, they are not they are not on our level. And of course, like, um, Curtis Perkins said that, um, was it Curtis? Yeah, that this team cannot win a championship because nobody wins a championship just shooting threes. You got to be able to, to mix it up. Shoot your mid-range, your threes, and dunk. You must be able to get, shoot the, your best shot. You must be able to shoot the shot that will give you most chance to go in. Not just threes, because threes is quite, di- is quite a distance. If you can shoot nice twos, start with that. Dunk and all those things. You must be able to mix it up. Now, when they brought in Russell Westbrook and they treated um, Chris Paul, I said, okay, that's a good move. Then they later have to trade Chris Capella, and I said, that is a wrong move. I know that it must be maybe Chris um, Ross that um, told them or they colluded that, yeah, listen, we don't need this guy clogging the paint. I can just grab the rebounds. We can push the ball faster and all those things. But that's a problem because Clint Capella is, is not just a rebounder. He's a, he's a really, really good defender. And he was playing well with James Arden. And what they needed was another player that can also, you know, shoot the ball at an elite level. I mean, we do, we do a good Clint Capella, just need another player that can, again, another wing or something that can just not shut down good, that can take his note, that can also run the offense, basically. They got that in Russell Westbrook, he's not a reliable shooter. He does not give you, or he can, he's a volume shooter, but he does not, he's not a good um, three or no mid-range shooter either, so, but he's super athletic. So that's the problem that they have. And I think whoever have them to do what they did in terms of, in terms of trading, um, Clint Capella is a, is they should arrest the person honestly they should they should fire the person they should arrest you cannot trade a talent like Clint Capella that actually works well with James Harden in terms of that pick and roll offense. That being said, all that that I'm saying is that I've not exposed them now in this series because they cannot. They are too small. They are just too small. You want to be like Warriors. Warriors have always had a traditional big. They have always had it. They don't ever play that. We're gonna go micro small ball. You can see them using small players, but they they always have that big that they can always run to if they need need it. You know, they have Burger, they have um, they um, Fessus Azili, they have um, even Demarcus Cousins. They've always even 
they even use Devin Durant as a big because he's really tall. So you need players, you need bodies in the paint to help air protect the, the rim. But they they they, they lost that the minute they traded um Clint Capella away. I mean, what do you expect Clint, um PJ Tucker to do? Is he, is not the is not a Superman that is a um uh you know Spider Man or whatever is you know it's not Iron Man he, he can't do more than what what he has done and he's doing a fantastic job I think he's one of the best players on the floor they're just too small and this guy what's his name uh I am um, something I keep forgetting his name is it White House or whatever his name is um Daniel White House I guess he made a very wrong mistake I don't know what he did having somebody in, in his hotel room that is not supposed to be in the hotel room now really, that really hurt them, them a lot because if it was around Dino White House I think is his name he has the ability to to really shoot well and can also defend because like 6'8 I think or 6'7 so he can no I think 6'6 six, six. he can he has the ability to, to shoot and Defend well. I'm talking about Daniel Whitehouse. Is that his name? I keep forgetting this guy's name. But he's the one that had a problem with the team, and yeah, it was it was um, expunged from the from the bubble because of his of his um, indiscipline. See, this guy that's so indisciplined. You have just one job: just focus on what you have at hand and do what you have to do. But you have to sneak somebody into your room, and you got caught. Now, you just put everything. You literally, we can say you caused them this series because if you were there, you would have you would have been a. a, a and had that body that could have helped this team to get over the hump, at least give them give them a fighting chance. So I believe he's gonna be somewhere in his room or in his hotel saying, "Man, I wish I was there for my guys." Because not that they, not that they're gonna win, even if it was there, but it would have helped them immensely defend defense on in, on the defensive end of the floor and also offensive because he can actually shoot the shot the ball well. He's really good at shooting. So if it was around, you would you would have had um Daniel Whitehouse. Is it Whitehouse? Is his name? I keep forgetting his name. I think it's Daniel Whitehouse. Um Covington, PJ Tucker, uh Ross and um James Harden. That's a good combination of players because uh, and of course, there's Eric Gordon, all right. So either of the two, they'll be you know, they'll be subbing them. But that's a good one, and I still have um, Austin Rivers to to come off the bench. So, but because he's not there, you know, they lost they they lost that option. So I think he's gonna really regret this. And I know this could be really, really, really consequential. This could really, really hurt him moving forward. You know, this is lack of discipline when your team is fighting to win something that is really gonna be like you know for the rest of your life you know it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor it's not easy to win NBA rings that being said now I'm just going to the next um so I think they that really hurt them but I feel like what hurt them the most is the fact that their big dogs became small dogs during the playoffs James Harden could not um could not hit the shot the way he used to the way he used to hit in the shots they look gassed from the last series because they went seven games against the Thunder. And the fact that they went seven games against the Thunder tells you something about that team. They're not just good. Because Kobe said it that you need to be able to shoot jump shots, not just threes. Nice mid-range shots. This team does not shoot mid-range. They only shoot high percentage shots. Like, so they shoot threes or they go into the paint. Now, they don't go to the paint as much because... Of course, they treated against Capella. So all that shit is from the perimeter. And once you got a perimeter, that's a game over. And you got Russell Westwood that's running around and is not really accurate with, with, with his um, shots. 
So now you have a problem. So because they are so predictable, so that's why I believe they're gonna fire the coach, the coach and Mark, Mark Anthony. I was it De Anthony, the coach De Anthony. They're gonna they're gonna fire him, and I think they should consider firing their GM too, Darren Murray. I think they should consider firing him because this analytics that is doing really did not help this team a bit. If if actually if you ask me, I think it, it hurt them more than it actually helped them. So if it's not fired, but they should not. I would expect them not to listen to this analytics. They should play basketball. Is high test. You know, you can see it. You can see it. It's no. It does not. Don't. I don't need numbers. You can see it. As good as, good as numbers, uh, but you can see that this team is not shooting mid range. They're never looking at the mid range. The teams just give you all the space. They know that you're not going to shoot that mid range. You're going to kick the ball out. So they're just going to block your passing lanes. That is just wrong. And you did the same thing. And you got you got a gentleman sweep. That is wrong. Now, where would James Harden win a championship? He has, it's, a, it's just like Yanis, phenomenal regular season, phenomenal. But he's not, nothing, he's nothing. As great as Steph Curry, this is why I love Steph Curry. Steph Curry oftentimes shoots his mid-range. He goes and shoots his floaters, he goes and goes to the rim, because you cannot just suddenly settle for that three. It is not good. It's not good. LeBron James will not shoot more than maybe four threes or so in a game. It does no. You gotta shoot shot that you know that you're gonna make. You cannot be wasting shots and possessions. Alright, can't be turning the ball over because the ball keeps in the backboard and and, and the other team gets a rebound and there, there's an there's a fast break. You don't want that. So that's why I mean they got they got conveniently beaten. They they were comfortably beaten out. Like they got well beaten up. And I was actually salivating for this series, uh, the Rockets and and uh you know Lakers series, but apparently we I know now that this team is not <laughs> they can't do nothing, they are not good. You know, so that's the thing that is going on. So they they have a structural problem in terms of the and uh, uh a kind of basketball um philosophy, the way they play with it, but their basketball is not right. You must learn to shoot mid-range. You cannot dismiss the big man. The big man is there for a reason, all right? And of course, of course, of course, you cannot fall in love with three points you must learn to play a very a, like the basketball has to be like is, is it must be in sync when you have a mismatch in the paint give the give the big man the ball when you want it when you need a solid screen pick and roll you know play a ball like that playing just one dimensional pattern of basketball is wrong and that's why they're out so ross 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 was terrible james harden it's overrated. I mean, I won't say it's overrated. That's that 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 would be wrong because it's really really good. But the coach fired Mike Mike Dian't um Darren Murray should be should be uh should be summoned and should be questioned because this man and their analytics way of playing basketball is not has not helped them, and they have to understand that that's not how basketball works. It's a sport. You know, it is not mathematics. It's not science. It's a sport. You gotta have to have to appreciate every single part of it, because every single part makes the whole to be functioning well. You know, so that's the problem that they are having. So they should someone the GM, if they should fire, him, if they don't fire, him, they should fire him because if he's gonna stick with his uh, with his um, analytical approach, it's not gonna help this team. And lastly, I think um, of course they should get they should get their big player back. I mean, a very, you know, like, you know, someone like Javi Magi or maybe someone, someone that can really roll and move, run the floor well, that got a good vertical movement. Um, they need that. And also, they they cannot keep 
Russell Westbrook may not be the best guy for them. They may, they, may, they may have to move away from Russell Westbrook. More importantly, that they have to understand that James Harden needs help, and the help that he needs is not the kind. It's gonna. It's not kind of the up that Russell Westbrook is giving them or anything. Actually, they had a better season when they had Chris Paul. Can you imagine that? And now that they have Russell Westbrook, so the the problem is that they must now see clearly that Harden needs a a, a kind of teammate that can also shoot. The ball, but not just shooting the ball. That so that someone that can actually create his own shots, his own sweet spots. That that will not be swayed to moving the ball to left or right. That can just focus and shoot his own kind of shots. You need that kind of player, that kind of wing, that kind of um guard that can really play like that. You know they need it badly in um Houston Rockets. But the coach will be fired. They should change their basketball approach. Uh. And uh, you know Ross and Arden. I mean, th- this is not just good because they just got really a gentleman sweep, and and Harden is asked to do a better job. As Arden has not has never done anything good in playoffs. Yeah, so this had a very, a very um bad playoffs, and now he's not this not Steph Curry. This not this not Kevin Durant. He still cannot get over the hump because why you you met LeBron James. No, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose, you have to lose honorably. You cannot lose. Like, like, like you ain't nothing. You gotta lose honorably. That's my whole thing. And I think they should look at that team, deserve the team. Adding, adding, adding has been there since 2012. He's not the guy. He's, you have to, you must, you must have a player that can also get at least 20, 25, 30 points on a nightly basis for them to get over the hump. And they need their big back. And they cannot keep playing this, their analytical basketball. That's, that's about them. Now we're gonna go to the, uh, now this is my prediction. If Lakers and Clippers meet in the finals, most likely it's a very very good one. Uh, I I would I wouldn't know. I will, I want to give the edge to the team that has the elite wings, and uh, I think that's that be the Clippers. But when LeBron is on the floor, you can never rule anything out. And of course, they have that person that you cannot guard. It doesn't. It's like a cheat. It's a cheat code in Anthony Davis. It's too good. It's too big. It's too strong. It's too talented a guy. So that's that. That's another problem that they'll be facing if it's Clippers and Lakers. I hope it. I hope it. Yeah. I would like to see that. I would like to see that series, and um and you have good coaches on both ends. But if Clippers and um, if Lakers and Denver, it also it also be good. At least if but there's one thing everybody knows by now, which is you cannot rule out the Denver Nuggets. Even when they are three 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 zero down, they can always come back. So. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what happens tonight, and that will tell us what's going to happen moving forward. And as for the the, the like I said, the um, the Eastern Conference, I expect Celtics to win, but I'll not be surprised if um, if um, Miami Heat takes it. And if Miami Heat takes it, it will be a very easy one for the Lakers to win. But if Miami Heat takes it, it will be a very tough one for Clippers to win. Miami, I think Miami would be a good would be a good fit for Lakers because Lakers can easily beat them. I think. But if it's Miami and Clippers, I think Clippers will be in trouble. If it's if it's Celtics and 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 Lakers, that'll be a really good series, a very very good one because we're gonna have some young bloods. But I think if they allow LeBron James to do his thing, it'll be an easy one for LeBron James. So they need they need a lot of things to get over the hump now. But um, let's see what happens. And that's my podcast, guys, ladies and gentlemen. I've been saying this for almost an hour. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so excited to just pour out my basketball knowledge. And hope you guys enjoy it. I guess I'll be talking about Brian until on my next podcast, and I will be talking about some other current events. Look forward. I will. 
Look forward to my um, check out my uh, my Instagram page Astopods. I'll be dropping some videos here and there just to talk about issues that is going on in the world. And um, please like, love, share, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think about what we are doing. If you have ideas, let us know. At um, my uh, Instagram and Twitter is um, Astopods. You know, just at Astopods. Um, I'll just just write us and I'll be ready to re respond as soon as I can. Thank you so much for listening to Astro Pause again. Um, have a good, good weekend. Bye for now.